You're listening to The Uncommon Podcast, where we celebrate the stories of men and women who are living uncommon lives. These individuals pursue excellence and purpose in their relationships and work. They optimize their health and stewardship, and they embody victorious vision and fervent faith. Be inspired and encouraged to follow your own uncommon path and live a life of authenticity, accountability, and adventure. Welcome to the Uncommon Podcast. I am your host, Ryan. And I'm Philip. And on today's show, we are building upon our foundational practice of identifying core values and creating a family mission statement and vision board. We actually talked about this on our community call last week. It fostered some pretty great conversation around just the vision we want to create as leaders of our families. I'd be curious to ask you, Phil, like, as you think back to that call, what are some reflections you had about our discussion? Yeah, I get triggered when we talk about vision boards. <laughs> Very triggered. Just manifesting yachts. Manifesting yachts tomorrow. <laughs> um, not me. Um, or like writing yourself a check. Like it just doesn't do it for me. Uh, but I do get excited about like a family mission statement. Sure. And casting vision for your family. I get excited about yeah. that. It shows intentionality. It shows that you actually care. It shows that you have a bigger vision than just like the day-to-day monotonous, which I feel like I get caught in the rut with. So it's something I need. And so the call that we had was really good of just getting around guys and like talking about what is your vision for your family and then kind of tweaking mine of like, oh, I can do that better. Mm. Like one of the things that I think was a good example of um, the rite of passage where I took my son uh, and you bought me that book was so instrumental for me to kind of put this in and have a successful weekend. But I was having a, a lunch with a buddy up in Ames and I was like, yeah, uh, or, or I think he brought it up. He's like, yeah, I did this rite of passage with my son. And I was like, what? You know, like we were all in. Kindred spirits. Yes. And he went to the Grand Canyon and did a rim to rim thing. And immediately I was like, my next kid, we're going rim to rim. You know, like, and so my point in that is Level like, up. yeah, like we're all created different. But I think a lot of us have the same like visions and core values that we want to implement. And sometimes it really helps to have somebody else's great ideas and implement that for you and your family. Yeah. So to me, I love getting around guys who are really talking about some of this stuff, holding us accountable, one. But then two, like, oh, man, that's a really good idea. I'm getting excited about that. So for my next son's rite of passage, it might just be myself, my older son, Beckham, and then Oakley. But we're going to rim to rim, my friend. And uh, maybe I can rope in uh, his uncle and then his cousin, which he'll be the same age. So we might all do it together. Phil senior could go. He'd probably run circles around. He probably would. Yeah, (laughs) that's true. So anyway, that's yeah. Stupid start, but that's uh, not at all. Not at all. No, I think, yeah. Even as we talk about creating victorious vision, which is one of our uncommon pillars, I think considering a a couple questions. So the first one is, you know, when you reflect on your childhood, what did your parents model in terms of creating a unified vision as a family? Mm-hmm. Like what values, if any, were prioritized? Mm-hmm. Were there any, any conversations that you were involved in when it came to what are the plans that we want to make, whether it was vacations or weekend plans or how we use our money? Like, as you reflect, like, what comes to mind for you? Yeah, one, one of the things that, um, 
that comes to mind for me is my parents did a really good job. Like I felt like for therapists, like I'm not your client type. Like, you know, like I don't really have a lot that I can think of that are like, Oh, this went bad, but they were really good. They were super intentional. One of the things they asked and challenged my sister and I to do for one whole year was not to watch TV, no cartoons on Saturday and nothing. And uh, for a whole year, and if we did it, guess how much we got? A hundred dollars. Hundred dollars. You're right. Yeah, we got a hundred dollar bill. And back then, it was a little bit more to than each or to split. No, it? each. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, and my sister and I were dialed in. Like anyway, but for a, for a whole year, we were we didn't watch TV for a year. And like, I have a big goal, or I like this big thing. I keep talking about it for a long time. That is it. Like, what if we took our family? We had no like TV time oh, for man. a whole year. It'd be so much. More challenging today. Oh, man. Oh, brother. But I think it would be awesome. The fruit that would come out of that for everybody, not just my kids, but for the whole family would be really cool. So I would love to get like names on a piece of paper of like, who's doing this with me? Oh, my gosh. But the way that I wanted to do it was like, listen, I'm not going to tell you what the challenge is, but I just need you to sign your name here <laughs> to say that you're going to do it. Um, because at the end of the day, we all can do this. Hmm. And the fruit that it would produce after we did it, although be it hard, would be life-giving. And I know that our kids would talk about it on their podcast when they're 41 years old, that their parents did this thing where uh, nobody watched TV for a year. And so anyway, that's something that I thought, I think my parents did a really good job, you know, taking to church and uh, my dad's super athletic. We've talked about that a couple of times, but uh, he still is participating. That's really shaped me. I love to compete. Um, And so they just... It, they really did a good job of what are their core values and acting out on those core values. And then my sister and I picked up on those. Mm. And so I know I've mentioned this before, but when I was a new parent, somebody asked me, what's the best thing you can do if you want your kids to read? And I was like, you read to them. They're like, yeah, that's fine. But the best thing you can do is you read yeah. and they pick that up. And so they did a really good job of like family was a big thing for my mom. So we would go on these family vacations every year and we still do that to this day. And now our kids love that too. And so these small things that you might not think that you're instilling in your kids, you actually are. Yeah. And so those are good and bad qualities too. So sure. be careful. Do you but. subscribe to the more is caught than taught school? Yes. Of, school of thought. Yes. Right. 100%. So like yeah. what you model. Yeah. And then I just heard this other thing that, the most influential people in your kids' life will be their friends' parents, not necessarily you. Hmm. I was like, that's interesting. I don't know if I subscribe to that, but I think that we're just all very impressionable. And main point is like, you might not be the biggest voice in your kids' life. Yeah. I don't, I mean, I'm reflecting in, in the moment, I can't remember too many of my friends' parents. I mean, certainly as you get older, they're not around as much. Yeah, right. I had a couple friends' parents who maybe like coached coached my teams. Yeah, but uh, no, I think there is some some truth around. I think as a parent, you should definitely know who your friends' parents are. Doesn't mean you have to be best friends with them, but you should know you're not sending them to a house full of bad influences. Uh huh. For <laughs> sure. Right. So I'm not there yet in my parenting journey. <laughs> you're gonna get there, man. Yeah. <laughs> what about your childhood? Do you feel like your parents did a good job of instilling these values and things like that for you, visions? Yeah, I mean, there, I wouldn't say there was an explicit uh, conversations around quote-unquote values or like collective vision. I think as I got older, I understood intrinsically that God was important because we'd go to church. But uh, I don't know. There wasn't 
I wouldn't say there's a lot of like family discipleship going on. Mm. It's just something we've talked about on, mm-hmm. on the show and something we believe is very important, like not defaulting to your local church to be the sole uh, means of your kids being discipled. Like I think that does fall first and foremost to us as parents. Right. Um, and I think my siblings and I, it's like we weren't asked where we should go on vacation. It was just kind of like, this is where we're going. Yeah. On occasion, our parents huh. might give us some like options for weekend activities. Like, what do you guys want to do? But it's like, Hey, get in the car. We're driving to Wyoming. And I'm like, okay, how long is this going to take? <laughs> <laughs> so that's why we want to have this conversation. Cause I think there's such an opportunity as our kids get older and even at a young age to start to give them input and ownership. And of course, yes, we are still, the adult, so we're mm-hmm. still in that place of authority. Mm-hmm. Like we make the final decision, but I just think of the uh, principles of leadership we can instill in our kids by giving them a voice. Yeah, at a younger age, just to. Yep. Yeah. So this kind of gets into we've talked about core values and then creating your own personal mission state. But if you take it a step further to create a family mission statement, like what values would you want to see? reflected in in that statement yeah for us it was fun like we just got back from the orthodontist appointment <laughs> and it was a blast oh man it was all of us so it's my wife myself my oldest daughter my youngest yeah so us basically my three kids so for us five we go into this consultation room because it's a consultation not only for my daughter but for my son so we got a twofer and Made i'm like is there a family affair is there a bogo up in here yeah <laughs> buy one get one uh no the answer is no but anyway, uh, so then Lorray would go up and like we would cheer for her, like good oh luck, you know. <laughs> and she was loving it, or she was mortified. Oh, they're mortified. <laughs> yeah, pretty sure. But they kind of <laughs> like it deep down. At least that's what I tell myself. And <laughs> yeah. then Beckham came up, and then we cheered for him. And like you could tell, like the whole, like even the nurse was like laughing, like this is awesome. Yeah. So like there is something that we bring in, like we're gonna have fun. Yeah. And in that, we invite other people to have fun too no matter what it is. Like we're going to the orthodontist appointment and like we were making, we were laughing. It was just a great time. Like yeah. again, I'm going to spend a lot of money, but we're going to have fun in the process. Yeah. So that's one of the things that we would have and instill in our cor- like family mission statement. It's like our family has fun. Yeah. You know? Yeah. How do you make those everyday kind of uncommon events? How do you make them uncommon? I guess yes. Basically is what you're saying. Right. And yeah. then Larray was like, listen, Beckham needs headgear. <laughs> <laughs> so put him in headgear and he's like, no, she needs headgear. <laughs> so just uh, things like that. Like that was a dumb example. That whoever can go a year without watching TV does not have, have to, to get headgear. Head right. <laughs> Perfect. Um, but like, I can't tell you how many other times just maybe even hiking up a mountain. Like what can we do to make it fun? And uh, things like that. Competition. Yeah. And that's another thing. Like, well, I don't know if my kids are actually as competitive as I am. I think there's glimpses of it, but for sure, we're going to have fun. Yeah. We're going to live for the Lord and we're going to have like external focus uh, and not be ourselves, but we're going to, how can we serve other people? Mm-hmm. How can we serve the Lord and further his kingdom? Um, and then also like have this inner peace and joy that we have that only comes from the Lord. Yeah. We'll be part of that mission statement for sure. Awesome. Yeah. I'd say some of the values that I, I would have reflected in our statement and my wife and I have written that. And then even some of the values that some of the men in our community shared were things like honesty, integrity, love, forgiveness, mm-hmm. humility, quality time, growth, fun, adventure. Um, yeah. Be keeping your word. 
mm. uh, being faithful yeah, servants. So, yeah, again, like that starts with knowing your own core values. And if you're married, you can have your spouse do that. And then you guys can create something that synergizes that. And then as your kids get older, like you can give them some input there. So I think depending on the ages of your kids, uh, there are some practical ways that you can start to give them ownership over a shared vision by just involving them in some of the family discussions. So like one thing that'd be very easy to do, involve them in your weekend plans. Like where should we go? What should we do? Mm. And I'm sure you can attest that that probably gets more difficult as they get older because they have all these activities that probably seem to overrun the the calendar. But how how can you carve out intentional time Mm -hmm. in the midst of all those activities? Yeah, I think the the three kids makes that a challenge. Cause I feel yeah. like we always have two to then ones like, I don't want to do that. I, oh, okay. Here we go. <laughs> you know? So that's been interesting. So yeah. I'll be it, with two kids. Like what, how do you do that? And if they're like, are they always like opposite? I don't yeah. know. Uh, or so do you like take turns letting them pick. Oh, that's maybe? a good idea. But then it feels like all of them are all bitter until they can choose. <laughs> yeah. uh, we like music in our family. So then one person gets to choose. And then anyway, so it, there's definitely ways to do it. But for the most part, it challenges me to try to make sure it's fun for myself and the kids, uh-huh. you know, in different things. Like a bike ride doesn't sound great until we found like this amazing trail. And yeah. it's like so fun, you know. So I think for for me, my litmus test is like, what is my temperature for this am i getting excited the answer this morning for the orthodontist appointment was no but by the time we got in there like clapping and like seeing other people having fun it was like oh like this is actually kind of fun you know and so yep yeah i think as a as a younger parent with younger kids too like i'm very much learning that like when we go on vacation to michigan for instance our routine and our schedule is specifically geared around what are the things that our kids are going to enjoy mm-hmm. and then like nap time. <laughs> and so Truly. I have to really kind of put my preferences aside and I'm starting to find the joy more so in like just being there as my kids are experiencing things and learning new things. And it's like, do I want to go spend, you know, three hours at a farm that's a petting zoo? It's like, not necessarily, but can I kind of re retrain my brain um and think more so of like no this is gonna be something that'll be like really special for our boys mm-hmm. and they get to learn and see some new things and and i can enjoy that right you know right it's funny because as they get older like you can do different things for them for for example there was this one event we were at and my whole family was like well i shouldn't say my whole family aaron was living their best life and <laughs> the kids and i are like want want anyway we were there and there was this one super awkward guy and Beckham was like, how much you give me if I go give him a full frontal hug? And I was like, dude, five bucks or something. And Larray was like a dollar. So he goes up and we have it on video. He gives the most awkward guy the, this like hug. It was the best thing ever. What did the guy do? He just he hugged got, him back. Nice. Like he didn't know what to do. <laughs> Wait, why was the guy awkward? I, I, we've had interactions with him at my, my, my in-law's church. And like he came up to me, he's like, oh yeah, I have a son. He kind of looks like you, but he's skinnier. Like, <laughs> oh, okay. Like, just so, like, like socially. Oh, socially uh-huh. awkward. And so Beckham walks up to him and he was like, hi. And then he goes in for this hug. It is the best thing. Yeah, and like, I, I remember this. just laughing and like, we made it fun again. Yep. You know? So 
but as they get older, there's like more fun things that you can do. Uh-huh. Uh, and they just get more funny, you know, yeah. like, and then watching Beckham, like trying to navigate, like, okay, that's not the right time. Okay. This is the right time. And both Lorraine <laughs> and I are like, no way he's doing this. <laughs> yeah, he did it. Nice. So what was, uh, what did Beckham say after the, the hug? Did he regret <laughs> he just, it or was it like, no, he's like, it? I'm six bucks richer. You yeah. Know? So <laughs> that's awesome. We got him his money. Oh, here's something too. Like this is right up your alley. So we were at uh, spring break. It was myself, Beckham, Oakley were in the pool and then we had his, uh, so uncle Nick was there. And so I don't know, I think it was a Frisbee that we were throwing. And I was like, if we can get a hundred catches in a row, like I'll buy us all ice cream yeah. or something. And so we start, right? And by the end of it, everybody around the pool was like engaged. Dude, 100 is a lot. A lot. <laughs> Got it. And it was like cheers and everything. We just made good on that like last week. We all nice. went to ice cream and got to the reminisce. And what laugh. was the highest number you got to where you dropped it? Well, I think after 100, I think like I threw it up in the air. Like, oh, I so kinda, you got it the first time? Well, yeah. Like we got oh, it the first time, nice. which was even better. I think we might have dropped it a couple times. Get to like 78. Yeah. No, we never did that because okay. I think we all have been pretty discouraged. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we got it and it was a pretty – and like everybody in the pool was like engaged yeah. at the end of it. So things like that, like small things. And I'm still the guy like – if I don't want to do something, you're like, well, I'll time you. I'll be like, okay, right. <laughs> tell me when to start. Yeah. Um, it sounds like you do a good job of even involving like other people, <laughs> random people around you, which is super cool. Yeah. It reminds me of the one guy who's just like dancing at a festival and then one person joins oh, yeah. in and then soon it's Dude, just like, a huge I'm that group. one guy. Yeah. So <laughs> this is a dumb story too, but we're here. Uh, we were at a, a parade for the church that I was attending a couple years ago. And, uh, she, they had frisbees that they were handing out mm-hmm. to the people in the parade to give to other people. And she said, this is, you can't throw them. And I'm like, are you kidding me? What is the purpose of this? She's like, oh yeah, we'll get fined. It's a big deal. You can't throw them. And I'm like, let me show you how this is going to work. I'm going to walk up to you and then I'm just going to drop the frisbee in front of you. And I was <laughs> like, listen, I'm not going to do this. Like, I don't know what the fine is, but like, I'll pay the fine. <laughs> But by the end of it, Ryan, I'm telling you, I had the most fun I've had in a long time because I would see like parents off in the distance who are kind of like disengaged, but we would lock eyes and then he would give me like, oh yeah, you're throwing this thing. And I'm like, I'm throwing this thing. (laughs) And like, it was the best. So the whole parade, I'm telling you, like I was having so much fun. And by the end of it, that lady gave me more Frisbees because she realized like, I'm not going to nail a child, you know? (laughs) Like, and I'm Phil Ramsey, I'm people, the most accurate arm on this side of the Mississippi. It's <laughs> not what I said, but I'm telling you, like little things that can make you have more fun. Not only do you make a memory for yourself, but people want to have fun. Yeah, no, that's great. Like you kind of force people to have fun, oh, and you yeah. force people to take their. You go to a parade, you're just standing there with your face in your phone, more than likely, for sure. Especially for a parent. Yeah, yeah. Well, you should be watching your kid, but. <laughs> Yeah, But yeah, I love that. I'm just like, how do I invite people into my own uncommonness? Yeah. Yeah. That's so great. true. At the end of that parade, there was one guy I had one frizzy left. And I was like, this one's got to be big. <laughs> and I see this guy in his lawn chair and he's like 20 yards away, which is pretty big because they're like the small little mini discs, you know. Yeah. But by that time, I was like, I think I can get it there. Yeah. And I was like, it kind of, we got, we got eyes. And I was like, listen, <laughs> I was yelling at this boy like, this is a big one. <laughs> Everyone's watching. <laughs> I don't know if that's true, but I felt like they were. I threw it and it was like, oh, it's a perfect throw. And like, you could tell he was like getting nervous. Like, here it comes. Here it comes. 
gets out of his chair, nails it. And it was like we won the Super Bowl. You know, like it was he and I had a moment. Yeah. Anyway. There you you two are bonded for life and you don't even know his name. <laughs> I don't even know his name. <laughs> Getting this train back on course. No, that was that was awesome. I think another practical way to give our kids ownership, which is what we're talking about, is even just like the question, hey, where should we go as a family for vacation? Mm-hmm. Um, like... I was never asked that right. and we had some great vacations, but right. I think to be asked that as a kid, I would have been like deer in headlights. It's like, you're asking me. Yeah. Oh yeah. What are some places that I want right. to go to? Or and knowing something that your kids are excited about. Yeah. For us, we like to jump, cl- jump off cliffs, yeah. which sounds so dumb, but it's fun. And like, it gives us purpose yeah. to go do something that we all like to do, but it's also scary. Um, so that's, that's a fun thing. And yeah. so this is, we're going to Yellowstone on Friday. And like, this is not the trip to go on lots of hikes and find places to jump off cliffs. And so for even me, I'm like, well, the zip and dip, the zip line and whitewater is probably going to be our best day. Mm -hmm. Maybe not. So how do I, for the next two days while we're hiking and driving around, how do we make that fun? Yeah. I'll... well, I'll let you You'll know find how it goes. <laughs> I'll bring let bring some small frisbees. Ice cream. Yeah, we're going to ice cream with small frisbees. <laughs> Guys jumping off cliffs trying to catch your frisbee tosses. Yes. Um, so, yeah, I think even talking about what are the benefits of taking this approach to involving our kids, even at a young age, into like our family vision and our plans. I think their voice is heard in the decision making. Um, you can give them several options to choose from. That gives them like dignity. It's like, oh, mom and dad like care about my opinion. They get to see how like democratic decisions are are made and like votes are cast. That's good. Yeah. And, That's good. Yeah. Um, you're creating an authoritative, not authoritarian environment in your home. So while you're still in charge as a parent, you have the final say, you're showing your ki- you're showing your kids respect by inviting their opinions as opposed to just saying, like, it's my way or the highway. Mm-hmm. And then I think you're teaching them financial responsibility and ownership. If you, let's say you're going to go to, like, Disney World and you want to actually involve them in, like, the, the saving up for money, Let's say he's like, hey, we want to raise like $500. I know Disney costs way more than that. A little bit more, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But let's say like as a family, you want to raise $500. And you can, you know, draw kind of the emblem of Mickey Mouse. And for every dollar they put in, they get a shade of different line. I think you just involve them. Yeah. Every dollar they choose not to contribute towards the trip doesn't just affect them. It affects the family. But every dollar they right. choose to selflessly yeah, give. Yeah, that's where I think the vision board for me would be that would be helpful, right? Mm -hmm. Like, Hey, we were all talked about it. This is something we wanted to do. Um, so let's put something close. So we know that we're all like contributing to that goal. And once we get to that and this is shaded in, then we get to do this. Like that to me is something that I would get on board with something that we would have something on the board. Yeah. And I think to a kid, like a trip to Disney world is exciting, but let's say you're taking it in several months. It's like, it's so far away. So yeah. maybe you create these little milestones to kind of work up. It's like, right. Hey, when we hit our money goal or whatever, we can go out for ice cream and celebrate yeah. as a family. So do you feel like I can do that for orthodontics? <laughs> I think you could. Yeah. <laughs> if anybody can too. Um, the lo- kind of last thought with this is even, uh, thinking about, um, taking our kids on one-on-one dates and and just asking like what do they want to do and if if you have a typical kid they might be like well i don't know yeah then throw out a few suggestions and it kind of goes to your point of like knowing what excites them right 
making some suggestions and then more than likely they'll be like, no, I want to do this. Yeah. So they don't want to know, but then as soon as you give them an option, they're like, no, let's do this. So it's good. Shifting to our family mission and vision board. So how this all sounds good maybe to you. How do you go about creating your family mission vision board? So again, it starts by doing your own core values exercise. You can use the link that we'll include in our show notes. If you want to download, download that. And then as a a couple, you can use both of your core core values to write a unified mission statement for your family. Um, As your kids get older, you can involve that because it should be a a statement that's in flux. Like it should be evolving. Mm -hmm. And as your kids get older, like what are their core values? How do you start to incorporate that? So I think as you mentioned, like Victoria and I, we've done these um, marriage goal setting retreats for the past few years family mission statement is something we created just this past year and so i can actually share what those values are and what our state what our statement is um come on so some of the values that we included were health just physical mental emotional similar to you phil we want to do fun experiences we want to make memories we want to invest our time and money in god's eternal kingdom we want to create like an environment in our home of honesty authenticity intentionality so the current iteration of our family mission statement is that the Garvey family strives to live in an intimate relationship with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We do so by honoring God with our minds, hearts, words, service, and love towards each other and others. We pursue healthy living by being active, eating healthy, prioritizing productive pause and rest. We create a safe home environment characterized by honesty, vulnerability, and ownership. We connect authentically with each other through laughter, joy, understanding, forgiveness, intentional conversations, and quality time. And we value experiences and memories over stuff. We invest our money, time, and energy into God's eternal kingdom, not our own temporary kingdoms. So that's our current statement. Even as I read it, I would probably say <laughs> it should be shortened. Yeah. Be a little briefer. And I think we could do a better job of like even reflecting the current stage that our kids are in Mm. this statement right now is more so like, it's obviously what Victoria and I have created. Like (laughs) our three-year-old didn't have any input in this, (laughs) What? but I think we could rework it even to like think more about him and Mm. and our one and a half year old and like what Mm. we're trying to do as a family. Right. So So vision ports. Yeah. You want to talk about that? Yeah. Uh, You can use a large white board. Uh, Some things that you can put on your family's vision board uh, for a year are each person's name, their core values. Um, you can in- include your mission statement, the trips and experiences that you want to go to. And I think this is a good way for your f- you know kids to hold you accountable. Like, hey, dad, like, yeah. we haven't done that. Oh, okay. Uh, and saying like when you want to do it. Yeah, like, right. Yeah. If you don't put it on the calendar, it ain't going to happen. And if you're saving like $5,000 for a trip, maybe include the Mickey Mouse emblem head. You already talked about that and kind of shade it in. Uh, maybe the word of the year. We've done that in the past. Uh, what's the word? What's our family's word of the year? Yeah. And then as you know, you're going through the course of the year, if it's on the board, you can be like, how has been your intentionality this year? If that's yep. our word or whatever. Um, verse of the month or the week. What is your like Bible verse that you guys are like trying to memorize or, or reflect upon? Um, and then you could also celebrate a family member like an uh, employee of the month. Yeah. I love that. Like, Maybe once a week or every other week, like writing one person's name and each person taking time to just say one reason they're thankful for them or maybe yep. a specific instance that they want to 
express appreciation for. Highlight. Any other ideas of things that you could include? No, but I do think it would be kind of cool. One thing I want to start instilling in our kids is to like do a toast, like kind of like control a room. There's there's a lot of things, core values of of mine that I think that is important to do. And so I think that would be kind of fun of like this month, uh, LeRae has to do a toast to the family. Oh, wow. Toastmasters. Uh, oh yeah, for Love sure. It. I think there's value in that. So that's the things I was thinking. Cool. What about you? Any other things that we're missing? No, I think even just to double back to the real quick to the trips and experiences. So as you were talking about categorizing, like the specific categories kind of come up with are like boulders, rocks, pebbles. So like a boulder is like the big trip or experience you want to do like every so often. Rocks would be like the more frequent experiences. So maybe you want to go to a ball game or something close by that's maybe like once a month type thing Mm. and then pebbles would be like those consistent daily or weekly experiences like we want to go to the park we want to go to the swimming pool we want to spend time like reading together whatever that looks Mm -hmm. like so it's good so what uh what action steps we got for the people yeah i'd say just be intentional uh make time to have conversations with your wife and family about your mission or vision boards uh, so you can speak and spark the conversation that you have and the following questions to maybe help you. Uh, did your family have a mission growing up? If yes, what was it? That would be maybe for your wife. If not, uh, based on the way your family operates uh, and interacts, interacts now, how do you describe or what would you describe your our mission is as a family? Uh, and then have and give time for each one of them just to answer that. Uh, and, and this is something that you've done with your wife, but I think it could be fun to like take your family out of the normal environment and do like that as like a cabin type thing, oh, yeah. maybe a weekend. Yeah. I think we did that. I like it, especially in Iowa, because in January, there's not a lot of fun things to do. <laughs> so just getting out of the home and just kind of thinking about forecasting for the next year or the, the year to come would be kind of a good idea. Uh, and then, yeah, I think those are good. What would you say? Yeah, I think just in closing, like if you have older kids, you can take time to have family meetings, you know, maybe once or once a month. And at those that's where that vision board can really be instrumental. Like you can read through your mission statement together. You can say, oh, what are the activities or experiences we have coming up? Like is everybody's schedule good? Uh, You can whoever's being celebrated at that time, like you can just say those things and you can reaffirm those uh, to them. You could recite the memory verse. It's just going to, there's a lot that you can talk about at that time. Um, And I I love the idea of doing that at a family dinner, Mm -hmm. Um, just making sure that you have that regular touch point. So yeah, I think that's uh, it's good. Yeah. I didn't get too triggered. No, (laughs) it's awesome. Yeah. We're not talking about uh, Lamborghinis and yachts. So Talking about making memories and and radical relationships. So, yeah, thank you for listening. You've been listening to The Uncommon Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan. I'm Philip. We'll see you on the next one. Thank you for listening to The Uncommon Podcast. If you have benefited from our show, I would ask you to follow, rate, and review, and share our show. And be sure to check out our website at theuncommon.com, where you can learn more about our mission, sign up for one of our live experiences, and take advantage of many resources that will empower you on your uncommon journey.